Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Sunday, January 14th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready to break down the Sunday NHL card. A little bit different show today where we're going to talk about the two games on Sunday, which are, of course, Rangers-Capitals, uh, the sequel. They played in Washington yesterday. Uh, they will play this afternoon in New York at Madison Square Garden. And then the second game today, Detroit-Toronto. And we will also talk about the first four games on Monday's slate today on this show because they are early starts before we get on the air with you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern. So we'll also preview San Jose, Buffalo, New Jersey, Boston, Anaheim, Florida, and Vancouver, Columbus. The first four early Monday Martin Luther King Day games uh, that are coming your way tomorrow. So that's the format today. And then all the games from L.A. Carolina onward starting at 3 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. We will save those for tomorrow's show uh, on Monday. So that's the way things will go. Uh, so a little Sunday and early Monday preview here on the Ice Guys show today. Uh, but first, we'll get back to uh, yesterday's action. We'll recap, as we always do, the massive Saturday slate. A uh, ton of games, of course. 32 uh, NHL teams in action, all 32, 16 games. It started with the Rangers and Capitals. And the Capitals, down 2-1, come back and beat the Rangers by a score of 3-2. They were opportunistic. Uh, Charlie Lindgren was very solid in net. Uh, and again, the Rangers just critical breakdowns defensively at the wrong time. And that's been a bit of a problem for them lately, bit of a sore spot. Capitals get the win 3-2 there. The Vancouver Canucks with a one nothing shutout win against Buffalo. What impressed me about that win is that Vancouver didn't play their best, but they found a way. They, it just all game long, it seemed like Buffalo had the puck more. Buffalo had more chances. Buffalo had more ozone time. And yet the Canucks just withstand it thanks to some very great goaltending once again by Thatcher Demko. Uh, and they find a way to win without their A game. And that's a sign of a really, really good hockey team. When you can just find a way when you don't have that second gear or that third gear. And Vancouver did not have it at any point yesterday, really, in that game. And Buffalo probably deserved a better fate. I thought it was a really good effort from the Sabres yesterday. But Alex, as we talked about just before we started the show, yeah. that's Vancouver right now. That's why they're legit. That's why they're in the mix. That's why they're uh, definitely in the conversation right now as a contender uh, in the NHL for the Stanley Cup because they can win games in every which way. They can win games when they're at their best. They can win games when they're not necessarily at their best. They can win a 5-4, 6-4 game like a New Jersey game to start this road trip, and they can win a one nothing and find a way to pull out a white-knuckler, low-scoring uh, grinder like yesterday. Uh, against Buffalo just impressive what the Canucks Alex just continue to do yeah absolutely I mean I, and I don't regret one bit taking Buffalo as a home dog in that spot because you know it seemed like this was uh the prime spot on this road trip for Vancouver to kind of lay an egg and, and and not have their full legs under them uh and, and for the most part that was true but they had the equalizer in Dacia Demko and when you have a top tier goalie when that's the thing we were talking about before they you know we got on the air that one thing to have a goaltender that can steal you a game in the playoffs Demko can do that this is, remember, we talked about this in the bubble, you know, just a couple years ago. Uh, we saw Demko almost carry this team through uh, to a Stanley Cup final appearance. This guy was electric, and that's when we first started seeing how brilliant of a goaltender he can be. He's gotten back into that form right now, and this is a guy that could steal you ultimately a series once again, which makes this team extremely dangerous. You have a ton of scoring talent, uh, a ton of youth and speed, and now you add in Demko. A guy that you can stick in and, hey, even if the team's having a, a B night or a C night, he gives you enough saves. You can grind out a one nothing or a 2-1 win. That's what helps you win in the playoffs. That's what helps you win championships. Vancouver's got that right now. Yep, they do. And that's an impressive win just to find a way like they did without their best performance uh, against Buffalo yesterday. Um, I don't know how much I want to give the Ottawa Senators credit for coming back because they had the lead multiple times and blew the lead and eventually fell behind the lowly San Jose Sharks, but they did find a way to win a 5-4 uh, decision against the San Jose Sharks uh, to start this long homestand. Now we're going to see, look, it was against San Jose, so they can't really get too much confidence from it. 
but it's at least a starting point. It's at least seeing a W on the board. And now this team's going to be at home for a while. You know, they're going to have many games in a row at home. They're going to get a chance to get practice in with Jacques Martin, the coaching staff. Really, for the first time, they're going to have extended uh, practice time. We'll see how uh, they're able to uh, fare uh, with that and maybe get better. We'll see. I, I, I'm waiting. I'm just waiting patiently to see if Ottawa has, you know, a little run in them where they put four or five, six in a row together. Because I think if that happens, there are going to be some good spots and good prices, you know, to bet on Ottawa here in the short term. But I'm just waiting to see that. And I want to see how they do against a better opponent first than what we saw yesterday uh, against the uh, San Jose Sharks there. Well, you'll definitely get a chance to see it because their next three games against Colorado, against Montreal, yep. and then against Winnipeg, all three at home. Yep. So that's a huge gauntlet. And if they can find ways to should be able to beat Montreal, but if you can find a way to at least get one point out of Colorado, Winnipeg, then that's a sign of things turn around in the right direction. Yeah, and it was a much better game for Timmy Stutz. Timmy Stutz has really been really has been struggling. I mean, he's been uh, quiet offensively. He's had a lot of gaffes defensively as well. And uh, to see him have a better game, much needed for. Uh, Ottawa. How about the Florida Panthers getting their streak snapped by the New Jersey Devils? Four to one. They go into Florida and end the nine game win streak of the Florida Panthers. Uh, the Cardiac Cats did not have a comeback in them uh, yesterday. And um, we've got our, do we have ourselves a goalie uh, controversy with New Jersey now? Here's Nico Dawes rolling in there, playing very well. We know Vitek Vanacek's been all over the place this year with the uh, Devils in net. Um, he's definitely made a case for more starts, uh, at least more opportunities. Uh, Dawes with a very good performance, a 4-1 Devils win there in that game. Carolina 3-2 win against uh, Pittsburgh, a draw winner for both of us, including the best bet from Alex on the show yep. uh, yesterday. Great to see the Penguins not uh, give in down 2-0. Came back to tie it, but then only to have Carolina win it in OT 3-2. Uh, Philadelphia, man, so impressive. Late scratches were Couturier and Drysdale for the Flyers in that game. Now, look, Winnipeg had some key people out, too. Shifley uh, obviously was a big loss in that game, no question. Uh, but uh, the Flyers on a back-to-back on the road, they find a way. 2 nothing shutout over the surging Winnipeg Jets, ending their win streak. How about the performance now? And this is not the first time lately that Samuel Erson has played very well in net for the Flyers. And Carter Hart's been better lately, too. So they've got a nice little one-two punch going with their goaltending. Philadelphia playing well, uh, both of them at the same time, and just a really gritty win on the road. No pun intended. With I know the mascot's name is Gritty, but fitting uh, with a win like that for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. 2-0 last night over the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, the woes continue, man, for the LA Kings. 5-3 loss to the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, it's just... Uh, it's getting concerning because now the road record is starting to fall apart a little bit here. They can't win a game on this road trip so far, uh, the LA Kings, which was, you know, they were dominant early in the season on the road. So, um, you know, like I said, I'm still not totally panicking yet, but man, you at some point you got to win a damn hockey game, you know, if you're the LA Kings. And right now, uh, you know, and I, you know what? I think the, the lack of just key offense at the right time, it's making their defense and their goaltending suffer. Because it feels like Talbot and the D have to be letter perfect in net uh, and with the defense. And suddenly, you know, there's very little margin for error. And you can tell it's a weight on their shoulders. And it hasn't been a good run for L.A. There's been some breakdowns. There's been some blown leads. And then last night, it was just a disaster of a second period, which ended up sinking them uh, in that 5-3 loss to the Red Wings. Uh, I mean, you got a team sinking right now in L.A. And you've got a team continuing to surge. And I mean surge in the Seattle Kraken. Uh, a seven to four win last night against the uh, Blue Jackets. What's, you know, that tells you when a team's just feeling it, Alex, and they're in a zone, they're in a groove. Finally, we see Decord actually give up some goals, more than the one or two that he's given up in pretty much every start. He gives up four last night, which is a rarity for him. Uh, he's usually kept it to three goals or less, but no problem. Team scores seven for him. Uh, they light up Tarasov. And uh, there was someone, Adam, I believe, was the guy in the chat yesterday. He threw out the stat that. Tarasov's given up four goals to the opponent in every home start. Well, that continued yesterday. Uh, no question about that. So look at those team totals of the opponent within Columbus, especially when Tarasov's in net. There's something to that uh, right now. But I, I split Seattle regulation or minus one with the team total. I actually did end up betting the team total, even though I was a little leery of it. Uh, but no problem to be no, no worry. No, no reason to be leery of it as they end up exploding for seven goals last night uh, in that seven four victory. 
And uh, they've been a nice team for us. We've been riding Seattle quite a bit uh, here the last few games, Alex. And uh, the win streak continues now. And we, we go from a team that was really lifeless and on life support almost a month ago. And now here they are. Joey Decord gets all these starts. They catch lightning in a bottle. He's on, on fire in net. They get a little confidence from that. And now the puck is starting to go in for the Seattle Kraken at more of a regular rate. And here they are right back in the wild card race again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just look at all three of the teams we just talked about, L.A., uh, Edmonton, and Seattle. We, you know, we said it from the very beginning of the year, this Pacific Division is going to be the division to watch. It is going to be just madness from start to finish. And now things are really getting good. And he, what is the key with all three of these teams for the most part? Teams that are moving up like Edmonton and Seattle and teams that are moving down like uh, L.A., it's defense and goaltending. And you look at the goaltending situation with L.A. It was shaky coming in. We didn't know what we were going to get from Talbot. Didn't know what we were going to get from Copley after he you know, signed the extension. Talbot's been fantastic, but now he's starting to falter a little bit. He doesn't have Copley to rely on. He's out for the year with the ACL tear. David Riddick, we know he can't really you know keep things afloat too, too long if you're talking about contention and winning. So this is a team that's going to need to make some changes really soon. They can't even afford to wait. Now, I was talking about this with a couple of people. I said they can't afford to wait until the deadline because you got Edmonton winning 10 in a row. You got Seattle winning nine in a row. You got Vegas kind of yo-yoing back and forth right now. Now's the time to get some positioning in that Pacific Division because once everybody is healthy, it's going to become a complete logjam and everybody's going to be fighting for points, clawing for points. Right now, you've got teams that are putting themselves in good positions, you know, for later on in the year, and LA is not one of those teams right now. So, but with that being said, I'm thrilled to see Seattle playing as, as great as they are right now. Uh, you know, finally getting that offense rolling as well, which is the huge key. That's the thing. We know the defense is going to show up as a Dave Hackstall team, but having the goaltending of Jordan Accord and having that offense now starting to to roll around once again, where they couldn't uh, buy a goal at the beginning of the, of the year, the first month uh, in October, they just seemed to be, like I said, dead in the water. But the Kraken have risen now, and hopefully they can continue this run because I've got some really good future tickets on uh, that team. Uh, right there with Vancouver, right there with, unfortunately, Anaheim, who's another team that's taking the stuff in the wrong direction. But great, great action in the Pacific. So nine wins in a row for Seattle. And now we go to a team that's won 10 straight, the Edmonton Oilers, with a 2-1 to one overtime win uh, against Montreal last night. Evan Bouchard with a patented Bouch bomb for the overtime winner uh, last night uh, to beat the Montreal Canadiens. Just like we talked about, Alex, with Vancouver. I mean, that wasn't Edmonton's best game last night. Not even close. Uh, and yet, um, they still found a way to win. Uh, and that's what good teams do. And they did that last night against Montreal. 5-1 Tampa Bay over Anaheim. Spoiling uh, Alex Kalorn's return uh, to Tampa Bay for the first time, of course. Now a member of the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, just uh, a lot of issues right now for Anaheim. They got to get a little bit healthier than they are. Uh, they're clearly having a tough time. Uh, and Tampa Bay with a 5-1, pretty decisive win there. Uh, Dallas with a 3-1 to win against Chicago. Uh, Chicago has really played out now the last few games to the same old script where they're, fight, they're feisty, they're tenacious, they battle, they battle, they hang in there, they try to play safe, conservative hockey, rely on Morozik, keep them in the game, and then just things fall apart. The dam bursts in the third period. It happened against Winnipeg, happened again last night. Uh, against Dallas and uh, the efforts there, they just don't have the offense right now at all, you know, to close out games. And uh, hey, right as rain, Alex, uh, we knew it. We started to see the signs of it. This is an under machine right now. Can't touch first period over, can't touch full game over right now with this Chicago team, not the way they're going. Yeah, man, then nobody can score. You know, yeah. they, somebody said in the chat a couple of weeks ago, they've got, you know, uh, you know, four lines of fourth liners. And uh, I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, you got guys like Jake, Jason Dickinson and, and, and Donato who can kind of give you whatever you need. But for the most part, yeah, you're not going to find a lot of consistent offense in this lineup right now. So, uh, you know, we have to kind of adjust accordingly. This is a team that can't score, and it's a team that will give you defense early. But if it's Morazic, you know the dam's going to break and he's going to give up goals. And you can't fault him for these last two losses. He's done everything that he possibly could. It's the blue liners in front that have failed him in those key chances where uh, teams have been able to score goals. And if you're playing so much time in the back end because you can't get any offense generated, you're going to face 35, 45 shots and give up uh, goals late. So, 
they can only hold up that wall so long before it comes crumbling down. And I've been able to make money on it in the last two games, made money with Winnipeg live, made money with Dallas live with, uh, after that second uh, intermission. So you see the Hawks with a lead late uh, or, or going into that third period and that second intermission, just fade them in a money line, you know, get the other team next goal. And you should probably be making some cash doing that lately. Yeah, definitely. And uh, another uh, low scoring defeat for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. That's been the routine for them lately. Uh, a great game with the Avs and the Leafs. Back and forth it went. It was a quick, fast start for Toronto, 3 nothing. But if you actually watch that game, it really wasn't a dominant period for the Leafs. It was pretty even, actually, the first period. But Toronto capitalized on all their chances. A couple uh, de- deflection, good bounce goals that went their way. Um, but it never felt like Colorado was out of that game because I thought the first period it was more even than a 3 nothing score would indicate. And sure enough, the Chickens came home to roost. Uh, as Colorado uh, got it down to 3-2 going into the third period. And then the Leafs just, this is what Sheldon Hughes has been talking about all year with the the details. The details of this team sometimes is what gets them in trouble. The lack of attention to details. We know at times they can play good defensively. And it's about not making the timely mistake, the timely miscue, the timely screw-up. And unfortunately, the Leafs make the timely screw-up defensively. They take a bad penalty like Tavares did. Uh, in that game, they take a couple bad penalties. In fact, uh, in that game, there's a bad, you know, mistake and loss of coverage on the Cogliano goal, you know, which tied that game. It's just one thing after another. Now, in their defense, they got a bad, they got a tough whistle last night uh, in that game. The Leafs. There were a couple of calls that should have been made on Colorado that weren't uh, in that game. So it was a little bit of a frustrating night as far as the officiating is concerned. But that's not the sole reason why Toronto lost that game. There's just mistakes defensively. You make a few miscues with the puck, the penalty issues, uh, and then, of course, you know, turnover that leads to McKinnon's goal to uh, win the game and just a brilliant shot. 4-3, and they put it away with the empty net goal and a 5-3 win for uh, Colorado. Uh, over is my best bet, of course, on the show yesterday, uh, over 6.5 uh, with Colorado and Toronto. So we're putting a nice little streak together with the best bets, and the best bets on the show from Alex and I both. You know, really starting to heat up right now. The draw, of course, on Friday. So it's been a nice little run with the best bets on the show. Of course, we'll look to aim to continue that here uh, today. But it's nice to see the overhit. We thought for a minute we might get that Leafs-Avs draw. The Toronto Maple draws would come out to play again. But that uh, late McKinnon goal with about three minutes left to give Colorado the lead was enough to uh, let that uh, lead uh, stand up. And eventually it ended 5-3. Horrible night for Minnesota. Awful. Embarrassing. They deserved to get their ass booed. Uh, right off the ice, that was atrocious start to finish. Six, and I liked Arizona in the game, so but I did not expect uh, six to nothing uh, for the uh, Arizona Coyotes uh, in that game. It was a brutal return to action for Philip Gustafson. He gives up. We talked about this. These guys that come back from a long absence. We I, that's there's a reason I don't love backing goalies in that spot, and we saw it with Ottinger the night before for the Dallas Stars. I don't think they're always at their best. You know, when you've been or you're a goalie and rhythm and just being in the regular routine is such an important aspect of your success, you know, to be all of a sudden thrown back in net after a long injury absence. I don't trust goalies usually to be at their best. And we saw that again with Philip Gustafson last night, just like Ottinger for Dallas, you know, the night before wasn't on his game. Now they played like horseshit uh, in front of him, horseshit. You know, I absolutely won't deny that, but he also wasn't sharp uh, in that game. You know who was sharp? Connor Ingram. Holy mackerel, what a performance. Uh, 38 save shutout uh, for Connor Ingram. It's it. I'm at the point now where it's official. If it wasn't already, I think it should have been official already, but uh, it's time to make him the number one here for this Arizona team. Uh, Connor Ingram has been certainly the better goalie over Vemelka. Uh, and continues to be right now. So a great 6 nothing win for Arizona. Alex, there's two Minnesota Wild players that showed up last night, and it's the two guys that actually scrapped and dropped the gloves, Duhame and Marcus Foligno. That's it. You know, that they seem to be the only guys that, you know, with that give a damn and that emotion out there when things were starting. And, and Flurry, for that matter, because I thought Flurry oh, yeah. got hung up to dry a little bit. And I love that he went into the corner there and he's battling for a loose puck. Yep. He said, probably think, you know what he's thinking? And I know what he was thinking when I saw that. None of these fuckers in front of me are battling for loose pucks in the corner and winning their puck battles. I'm going to get in there and win one, God right. damn it. I love yeah. that kind of mindset from Flurry when he sees that we're getting our ass kicked. I'm going to show them what it's about. I'm going to battle myself for that puck. I don't give a damn. I'm the goalie. I'm getting in there. I yeah. loved it. 
No, I, I love seeing that too. And I retweeted that. I saw that post on Twitter last night and I retweeted, you know, the, the captions says, fuck it. I'll do everything myself. You know, he had to come in and say, bail out Gustafson and then, you know, uh, come in and, and just, you know, show some life and talk, you know, toughness with a team that just looked completely just, uh, you know, gassed last night. And I don't know, you know, like I said, you know, environment makes a difference. You know, these guys played a home and home back to back and had to deal with all the weather and bullshit last night. Maybe that had something to affect them, but they, their heads were not in that game from puck drop to the final horn and it, it's just unacceptable to have that when you're at home when you're playing at, at, you know like you said you, you don't get too many home back-to-backs so to you know come in and just be this lifeless against a coyotes team that really could have you know kind of taken this one for granted and kind of skated this one low and slow no they they came guns blazing already like you said ingram leading the league in shutouts i don't think we ever thought we'd ever be saying connor ingram is your lead leader uh, in shutouts, unless it was like maybe the first two weeks of October. But uh, it, it's fascinating. He's been playing his ass off. And uh, this Yotes team, they're, they're looking like a team that can hang around in that wild card race uh, the rest of the way. No doubt. They look like they are hanging in there. And for Arizona, we're getting closer and closer to sell time at the trade deadline. It's starting to look more and more like that uh, for this uh, Minnesota wild team. But that was uh, pretty uh, miserable last night, seeing the way they played there. Uh, in that game, in that 6 nothing loss to the uh, Arizona Coyotes uh, last night uh, there. Uh, all right, uh, what else did we – and you know what's amazing about that, too, is they got their guy Kaprizov back last night, and that's still how you played, yeah. uh, losing 6 nothing to the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So that's what made that loss even worse from a Minnesota standpoint. All right, quickly, the remaining games. We got absolutely robbed of a draw with the Thailanders. Robbed. Oh, Holy shit, tough beat. I mean, I don't want to say bad beat because, look, there's a lot worse ways to lose bets and lose wagers than that. But still, when it's 1-1 there and the go-ahead go goal goes in with four seconds left uh, to give Nashville a 2-1 to one lead, that's pretty tough uh, at the end of the day. So that was a, a tough way to lose uh, with uh, that draw uh, in the Islanders-Predators game. But the uh, I know Alex did have Nashville at least, though. So Nashville yeah. ends up winning that game 2-1 and, of course, puts it away with the empty netter right away uh, off the uh, faceoff and uh, getting a 3-1 to one win. So if you had Nashville puck line, in some form oh, last man. night. And it's 1-1 one, one with five seconds left, then four, and the goal yeah. goes in to make it 2-1. You still think, all oh, right, too little, too late. And then all of a sudden, you see the empty netter go in right off the face-off, a one face-off, and the puck shot right down the ice and in the empty net. Because Lane yeah. Lambert said, I'm not putting the goalie back in. we got to keep him out. There's only four goddamn seconds left. So it's just perfect setup for Nashville to just fire it into an empty net if they won the face-off, and that's exactly what happened. So if you had that Nashville puck line last yeah. night, By that a is a ticket. miracle victory. Yeah, buy a Powerball and a Mega Man's ticket if you've had, had that puck line because the odds of that cash, like you said, you got to win the face-off. You got to shoot the puck from, from center ice, which we've been seeing, and we've been talking about it on this show for three or four years now. Empty net goals do not come in nearly as easily as they once did. So, uh, you know, relying on that for a puck line winner, that was something you could do in 2012, 2013. Can't do that so much in 2024. But for them to get that, that is the luckiest of wins for sure. But but a, a rough and tough beat for the draw. And that's the thing, when you see, you know, final, finals like that, you still can't get discouraged. You have to remember, just like we talk about with any other play, okay, fine, yes, that was the final. But you got to look into the box score, dig a little deeper and realize – that game should have ended up as a draw. And if we're looking at those two teams meeting up at, at another point, potentially, in this case, we would. But if you were, that's something you have to kind of make a, a footnote in your, in your notes about. Great comment. Philly Eagle Flyer, the big Philly fan here in our chat. The bargain bin cashed. I scored in beer league last night. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're saying you would have been plus 500 to score last night? I guess so. Uh, with that uh, comment, but uh, good stuff. Uh, what else? Uh, quickly, uh, 4-3 Boston in overtime. We did get the draw uh, in that yeah. game. We were both on Bruins and Blues draw, so nice to see that. And a great goal shot and great goal by Charlie McAvoy to win that game 4-3. And a great win for Calgary, too. Excellent. Markstrom was spectacular, especially when Vegas was trying to mount a comeback uh, in the third period. Uh, so 3-1 to one for Calgary uh, in that game. Uh, they get the job done. First period over hits, uh, and that's exactly why on the show yesterday I said I like the first period over more than the full game over, uh, and that's exactly what we saw, uh, the first period over hit uh, in that game. Uh, but uh, at least we got the Boston-St. Louis draw, Alex. We'll look at it that way. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, we had two draws nice last night. That's that's great. That's profit. I, From all the I draw mean, bets, it, we had the Pittsburgh and we had the Boston draws cash in. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. In a 16-game card, you would expect more than three games to go past overtime. But the fact that we did hit two, uh, right. and like I said, what won for me was my best bet. And that was actually the largest bet all, of all the draws I had was that Pittsburgh, Carolina. You can't ask for anything more than that. That's the whole thing. When you talk about plus 350, uh, you know, plus 300 and higher prices, you, you, your goal is to at least hit one or two. We did that. And, uh, you know, along with some other, some other winners, it was a, a profitable night overall. No doubt. All right, we'll get into Sunday's games. Before we do, though, I'm noticing in the chat, now most of our viewers are on YouTube and uh, comments are from people uh, watching on YouTube, but the last few weeks I've finally incorporated all the platforms. Like we've got this show live streaming out to LinkedIn now and Twitter and X and uh, the Ice Guys Twitter X and my Twitter X and uh, the Ice Guys channel, LinkedIn, Facebook now uh, has the uh, show streaming live. So I'm seeing chats from Facebook and uh, LinkedIn viewers as well which is great to see uh, that's why we're putting it out on the other platforms try to get even more people watching uh, and tuning into the uh, ice guys show on a daily basis all right let's get into this game because it is going to drop the puck in 20 minutes from now uh, capitals and rangers the first of the two games on this sunday afternoon rangers minus 240 home favorite six the total uh, in this game uh you look at yesterday's game uh rangers uh, had a two to one lead lose three two they're in bounce back mode here this afternoon back home uh, against the uh, Washington Capitals. Um, you know, I st- to be honest with you, Lindgren was very good yesterday, and I thought the Rangers probably had the better of the play for longer parts of that game. The Rangers had a million glorious chances. When they were up 2-1, to one, Alex, in the second period, they had so many great chances and looks to get to 3-1 and even 4-1, and they never could do it. And at that moment, I was like, I'm worried that they're letting Washington hang around. And sure enough, Washington gets two in the third to win 3-2. Charlie Lindgren, look, we all know he's played well for much of the season. He was very good yesterday. Spencer Carver, he's rolling right back to him here on a back-to-back. Lindgren once again in net. Uh, Igor Shosturkin, of course, in net for the Rangers here after, uh, obviously, um, the um, the Rangers went with uh, Jonathan Quick yesterday in the Saturday game. I'm going to go back to the well with the bet that actually lost for me yesterday uh, in this game. And I know Lindgren's been good. But you know my thoughts on a goalie starting back-to-back days, back-to-back games. I don't love that spot. I don't feel they're at their best. They're they're as sharp on the second of these back-to-back matchups. And if you're the Rangers, you're very frustrated letting that lead slip away yesterday against the uh, Capitals. Even with the recent, you know, inconsistency of the Rangers, I still do think they're better than Washington. And I think back home here against this same team that they lost to yesterday, you'll see the Rangers respond. So I like Rangers team total again, just hoping for a better result. Rangers over three and a half here for me, team total minus 118. Alex, uh, Capitals, Rangers. Yeah, I'm right back on where the play I was on yesterday since uh, Caps rolling right back with Lindgren, but I'm going with the draw. Uh, You know, you had two quick goals in a span of a minute, 53 seconds for the Caps, and Rangers were, you know, Throwing everything they could at Lindgren, but he was able to make the big saves. They could tie that game up, but I think we could definitely see another close, tight game here. And being in uh, Madison Square Garden, I can see what the, you know. Caps maybe bring a little more energy early in the contest, but uh, overall, I feel like this is going to be another tight divisional battle that goes past sixty. So we're getting an even better prices to draw. Plus three fifty five is available at a lot of uh, different books, so that's what I'm rolling with here. Draw. All right, so it's fun. It's pretty hilarious on this back-to-back home-and-home with the Caps and Rangers. I'm going back to the bet that lost for me yesterday, and Alex is going back to the bet that lost for him yesterday in this game. He's back to the draw, which didn't win yesterday. I'm back to Rangers team total uh, over 3.5, which obviously didn't win yesterday either. So, uh, like I said, I don't trust Lindgren on the back-to-back. If he Look, if he goes into New York and gives up two or less or three or less, I'll tip my cap, but I think there's a tricky spot here for him here on the uh, back-to-back uh, in this game. Uh, all right, Vinny Trocek, I'd go back to props for him. He had a million chances. He's been very good lately. He didn't capitalize yesterday, but he had chances, and that's what you want to see. All right, the second game of this Sunday card, Detroit and Toronto. This one is obviously tonight. It's the only night game uh, on this uh, slate uh, today. Uh, Leafs minus 190 home favorites, seven the total, and you are seeing finally some sevens with what we have seen uh, out of really both of these teams uh, here in recent games. We'll see how this one plays out, but you know, certainly I'm not in a rush to lay minus 190 with Toronto here uh, after uh, last night losing 5-3 to the uh, uh, Colorado Avalanche. Both of these teams on a back-to-back. Red Wings won at home against the Kings 5-3 uh, 
uh, yesterday. Toronto won it, lost at home 5-3 to Colorado yesterday. Um, we've talked about both of these teams lately as over machines, and it really continues to be that way. Uh, Detroit has gone over the total uh, in five of their, or sorry, seven of their last, six of their last eight games, six and two to the over in their last eight games. Toronto's had three straight overs, and we've talked about this too a little bit. Martin Jones is getting more games and more opportunities, and you're seeing now better competition last night. Colorado, better offensive team, and not shutting the door, you know, like he was against the San Jose's of the world. So uh, keep that in mind. The quality of competition has been uh, more challenging. Uh, there, the, another reason I think this total is seven is because you have goalies facing off in this game that maybe tonight's the night they play well, but. Samsonov's been a mess all season. We know that. Mentally, he's been struggling as well, battling demons with the uh, issues he's had with his performance in net. I'm not at all trustworthy of him. The last time we saw him, he was not very good. And that was after a little, you know, stay away from the team there. When you know where he wasn't starting a few games, he comes back and he struggled again. Now, this has been a longer, you know, hiatus from the team for Samsonov. Now, does this clear his head? I don't know. All I can go by is what I've seen. What I've seen is him struggle and really uh, not play that great this year for the Leafs. And then on the flip side, you have James Reimer, who was absolutely horrendous the last time he got uh, a run, an extended run of starts in net for Detroit. He was terrible, actually. He was awful. Uh, the last time we saw him start after start, Detroit's given up goals in bunches uh, with Reimer and net. That being, and I, I certainly think there's going to be goals, and I like over in this game, but I'm going to wait for a six and a half. I'm, I'm going to try at least to wait for a six and a half to pop up, hoping we can get out of the first three to five minutes of this opening period without a goal. And by then, we'll certainly see six and a halves. And I'm not even going to wait around for five and a half. Just give me a six and a half, and I'm in here yeah. with the over uh, with Detroit Toronto. I will take a pregame both teams to score uh, in the first period. Uh, here in this game. I am on that. Again, it's not much of a plus price because it's a high total. And that's the one thing you'll notice when you bet first period, both teams to score is that the higher the total, the worse the price is going to be uh, on that first period, both teams price. Like it's only plus 140. That's not a great price, you know, for uh, both teams to score in the first period. But I do like that plus 140 for Red Wings, Leafs, both teams to score. I certainly, if you can find a six and a half, I don't think there are any out there right now. Uh, at the moment, but if you can find us pregame six and a half, you can take it, but I'm really going to wait for this uh, live uh, six and a half to show uh, before uh, getting involved significantly. It looks like FanDuel's got minus 150 uh, on over six and a half, but I would say, yeah, wait, take your shot waiting for a few minutes uh, on a six and a half at a better price than that. Alex, what do you think here? Red Wings Leafs. Yeah, if anything, if you see a book that like I see uh, fan wait, FanDuel will put minus one fifty and points bet minus one seventy. If you have those books, those might be your best options to go to live. You might see those numbers drop a little bit quicker than you will with some of the books that might have seven, you know, uh, under one fifteen or something like that. So that's something to kind of keep in mind. And that's the way I'm kind of strategizing with this game. I'm looking at uh, you know live looks here. I do like both teams to score in the first period. I will grab that at plus one forty. I was shopping around trying to find the best best of the price but the strategy here is to look for things live hoping that there won't be goals super early in this contest we can see that six and a half come down see that i'm seeing one and a half at minus 170 maybe take a shot for that to come down uh detroit's been a hot team in the first period over eight and two their last 10 uh cashed that last night and both teams to score last night against la so that's the spot that i'm kind of looking for staying away from the side just kind of trying to identify some totals in here you know what? Someone's talking about alternative full game over eight and a half. I don't hate that. I really don't. I think that's you know, at a plus price. Why not? Why not take a sh Let me give you what Reimer and Samsonov have done lately. Both of them entering tonight's game in their last three starts combined. Both of them have allowed 17 goals. 17 in their last three starts combined. The last three we saw Reimer in net for Detroit. He gave up six against Minnesota, six against Philadelphia, five against Winnipeg. The last three times we've seen Ilya Samsonov in net, six against Columbus, five against Buffalo. He got pulled in that game. That was that 9-3 loss. And then the six goals he allowed to Columbus. That was the game where Toronto was down 5 nothing, came back, tied it, and then lost in overtime. I mean, you talk about you can't get worse school numbers than that uh, out of your last three starts from both of these guys. So it, it, it feels like it's the Joe Obvious over of the month here or something with this game 
uh, here tonight, Red Wings and Leafs. So watch it be three to one uh, tonight. <laughs> with, uh, the, right. so, I don't know. Somehow they bear down defensively and there's posts and the goalies are for one night stepping up. But I can't see it because this, the, I mean, the numbers are just uh, obscene uh, for both of these goalies, how atrocious it's been for both James Reimer and uh, Ilya Samsonov uh, in their last uh, recent start. So someone in the chat suggesting alternative full game over eight and a half in this game. I certainly wouldn't talk you out of it, especially with the price you're getting uh, here uh, with that for this Red Wings and Leafs game. Uh, as far as uh, props go uh, in this one, it's definitely a pretty solid prop game with uh, what, I mean, Fabry's heating up for Detroit. Um, I think Patrick Kane's been a player that's done damage in the past against Toronto quite a bit. And we saw him finally get back on the scoreboard last night with a beautiful goal uh, against the LA Kings. So can go in that direction as well um, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings, uh, for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, maybe Tyler Bertuzzi, you know, a guy that's played much of his career here against the Detroit Red Wings going up against his former team. You know, that's an angle that we often see work as far as goal scorer props taking the player that face, is facing his former team. So Tyler Bertuzzi, you know, at a, you know, you can get him close to plus 300 in some spots. You know, I could see that making some sense here as far as uh, the uh, goaltending, or sorry, the goal score prop for uh, Toronto tonight in this game. I think last night, the one thing Keith did uh, in that game last night was he pretty much called out the Tavares line. Tavares with, uh, and Bertuzzi was on that line, and um, Nylander was on that line. So Tavares and Nylander might want to step things up after uh, that porous game last night. And to be honest, Matthews and Marner weren't that noticeable last night. It was really the depth forwards and defensemen scoring goals last night for Toronto. And it was a gorgeous goal by Morgan Riley in that game. That goal he scored on a night where he got announced into the All-Star game. It was a terrific goal by him uh, scored in that one. So uh, we'll see how it goes, but those are some prop uh, looks for me. Uh, here uh, in that game. Uh, all right, next up is the first of the four early Monday afternoon games for Martin Luther King Day. Uh, this one at 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, New Jersey Devils, Boston Bruins. We've got Boston minus 185 home favorites, six the total uh, here in this game for this uh, Monday uh, afternoon affair. Remember, it's a holiday tomorrow. That's why we've got these uh, afternoon games. Uh, Boston, uh, tricky spot. Coming all the way back from this very long road trip, although they got a much-needed uh, win at the end of that road trip last night against uh, St. Louis uh, with the overtime victory. We'll see if they can uh, build on that here uh, against uh, New Jersey uh, in this game. The Devils, man, very impressive. Uh, last night, 4-1, to one, they end the nine-game win streak of the Florida Panthers. And what's really impressive about that win is the way Nico Dawes played uh, in net. He was very, very solid for the uh the New Jersey Devils, and more importantly, they won that game without Jack Hughes. And we've talked about how much the Devils' record has been worse this year uh, without a Jack Hughes in the lineup, and yet they were still able to beat just a team that was absolutely un in terrific, outstanding form uh, with the uh, Florida Panthers uh, going into that game. So a great win for New Jersey. I'm tempted by the Devils here. This is a very, very tricky spot to be laying minus 185 or minus 190 with Boston here. You know, coming off that long road trip. Now, they did win at the end of it. There's a little momentum uh, in the positive direction going for Boston uh, going into this game. But this is a very dubious spot. Uh, Devils, I think, can compete in this game. So I'd probably look at a Devils slash draw look potentially in this game. Now, I haven't locked in anything yet uh, for the Monday games. But definitely at the moment, that's kind of what I'm thinking uh, between these two teams is maybe a look between the draw and the Devils uh, here in this game. A little split between both of those. Um, Boston, you know, we've talked about how they've kind of changed their stripes lately. Uh, they've actually been an over team to the extent of seven and two in their last nine games. So this total being at six for this game has me leaning in that direction uh, over six here. And I'm also considering Devils slash draw split. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? New Jersey, Boston for Monday. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, uh, Boston has dominated this series one nine of the last 11 meetings. Those two losses that they had in that span. Both came past regulation, so uh, something to note with that. But uh, this is a game that, as of right now, is a pass for me. I don't really see anything that stands out. He said it's going to be kind of dicey with some of these totals. We're talking about these early starts, and 
is tomorrow's a great day to really get a, a feel and idea to see how teams play with some of these early stars. Like I said, there's a lot of teams that are familiar with it, like Boston, like Buffalo, uh, the Rangers, for example. And we see the Rangers and Capitals playing back-to-back day games today. And then there's some other teams that, you know, only kind of get thrown in this spot when they're on the road or, or playing later in the year. Or we start seeing some games get flexed late in the season, potentially to some day starts. So I just like to get a feel for a lot of these games will be mostly live looks for these early looks. There's a couple things I do like for games. This one's a pass as of now. If I do like anything, I'll try and add it and mention it on Twitter before the punch drop tomorrow morning. All right, good stuff there. All right, Anaheim and Florida uh, next up here for uh, Monday. Uh, we've got uh, Florida minus 380. Huge home favorites here against the struggling Anaheim Ducks uh, and the total six and a half here uh, across the board in this one. Uh, Florida off that 4-1 defeat, as we mentioned, to the uh, uh, to the New Jersey Devils last night. They'll be looking to bounce back uh, from that. Uh, Anaheim's woes continue. They lost 5-1 in Tampa. Carlson, uh, Jones, Minchikov, and Zegras. Uh, they remain out and uh, on the IR right now for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. So it's not only a struggling team, especially defensively, but uh, right now they're a, a little bit shorthanded as well. One and seven in the last eight games for the Anaheim Ducks. Their only win was a road win at Nashville uh, to start this road trip, and they've since uh, lost back-to-back to Tampa Bay and Carolina, outscored 11-4 to uh, in those two games combined. So uh, it has been a rough go for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Uh, you know, the penalty killing has been atrocious. I mean, they've given up, it seems like, a power play goal in every recent game. Their power play actually is connected uh, in three straight games. But right now, that penalty kill is having a really tough time uh, for the uh, Anaheim Ducks at this point in time. Florida, you look at their schedule. They have Detroit at home on on um, Wednesday after this game on uh, Martin Luther King Day. So, you know, it's not really like a massive, you know, big-time opponent that's coming in here. So, you would think they're going to want to step their game up. It's not like they played awful against New Jersey. They just couldn't finish. They had 37 shots on Nico Dawes yesterday, uh, but they just couldn't find the back of the net enough, nearly enough uh, in that game. So uh, it's definitely, a, a, in theory, a solid bounce-back spot here for the uh, Florida Panthers here uh, in this game. Now, not a lot of books as of right now. If you actually look, even BetStamp, which is the odds comparison tool that I use. It's excellent, by the way. Um, you know, you, you look at it and right now, not a lot of books have, uh, team totals posted for the uh, games tomorrow. Depends on what the number is. If I can get three and a half, even if it's like minus minus one fifty, because you would expect it's going to be some juice to it with Florida being a minus three eighty. But if I can get even a juice three and a half on Florida here with their team total, I may look in that direction. Anaheim's just not keeping the puck out of their net right now. They gave up five to Tampa, six to Carolina uh, the last two games. Uh, it's been a rough go for them here defensively uh, as of late. So, And you would think Florida looking to bounce back here uh, after losing to New Jersey. And maybe some of those shots that didn't go in against the Devils, they will go in here against the Ducks. We don't have goaltending confirmed yet. We just have projections as of now. And again, this is uh, a day in advance of Gibson and Bobrovsky, uh, but neither one confirmed yet. Alex, uh, Anaheim, Florida. Now, it's interesting because this is a theory I actually learned from you that usually when a streak ends, especially when we talk about a winning streak, that when a team loses, chances are you kind of want to go and look toward the other side because that losing could kind of continue that. Yeah. You know, deep breath, sigh, release, and they end up kind of losing, you know, maybe Bubble going burst. Two or three. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Yeah. Yeah, and one it's just thing Anaheim's noticed, so lousy right now. It's hard with this Anaheim team to say, yeah, they can take advantage of the bubble burst theory, can they? Right, and that, yeah, that is the that is the problem. So you don't want to back Anaheim, but you don't really feel super comfortable about backing Florida with, with this price and, and the situation. But one thing I have noticed, and Ice Tex mentioned in the chat, and he saw the same thing. Last three times they played in Sunrise, the game went to overtime. Oh, draw. Uh, oh, yes. So I'm looking at a draw here, and we talked wow. about this, and the article is up. Oh, you're right. Yeah. The article is up now at patreon.com slash guys, where I talk about draw season and some of the, the just things that I'm looking for. This is one of those spots where you got a team that is wildly at a high price where this spot seems to be a little bit closer, and at plus 450 when I'm seeing it at Caesars right now, you have to kind of wait for the majority of books to open up for these three-way markets and regulation markets. There's some that are open early. FanDuel and Caesars are usually two that will have uh, things up pretty early. But I'm seeing 450 at Caesars. I'm going to be taking a shot with a draw at that bigger price. All right. I You know what? I think you might talk me into a, a shot on that because I, it's hard to – 
Hard to pass up maybe a draw bet when you now I'm seeing what you you saw already saw three straight meetings here at uh, well what used to be uh, FLA Live Arena. It's been a million names. The U.S. Bank Arena. It's now Amaranth Bank Arena or some shit right now. This Florida Arena, but it changes all the time. Bottom line is the last three meetings in Florida. You're right, Alex. They've all gone to overtime or a shootout. So that's some pretty strong series history indicating that the draw might be live here uh, with the uh, Ducks and the uh, Panthers here. Uh, on monday afternoon yeah that's pretty good so the draw might be worth a look after all and you're right that after the long win streak you know you exhale a little bit explore to have that pedal to the metal uh wherewithal to really beat down this up ducks team even though they're struggling we'll have to uh, wait and see on that for sure all right the next uh early game these are all 1 p.m eastern games by the way and then the next one is actually earlier uh san jose buffalo noon eastern which is what we'll wrap up with but first Vancouver and Columbus. This is the end of this very long road trip here for Vancouver. They finally go back home after this. Man, it's been a perfect road. Well, no, they lost to St. Louis the very first game. But the eastern part of this road trip, they've swept it. Rangers, Devils, Islanders, Penguins, Sabres yesterday. Is this the exhale spot, though? I mean, they've been on the road for a long friggin' time, this Canucks team. Do they still have it in them to just be dialed in here against a middling weak Columbus team and finish this road trip off with one more win. We'll see. I worry about the spot just a little bit here for the Vancouver Canucks. They're minus 220 road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. That being said, I want no part of Columbus here right now. Uh, there's no question about that, especially if it's going to be Tarasov in net uh, for this game. And right now he's projected. And again, this is goes back to what someone in our chat said yesterday. When Daniil Tarasov has been in net for Columbus at home this year at Nationwide Arena. The opponent team total over has cashed in every game. So that's in play here potentially for the uh, Vancouver team total, in my opinion. And that that definitely is on the radar for me. Again, I haven't locked in anything for Monday. Hell, there's some books that don't even have team totals posted yet for Monday's card as of this recording. Um, but if it's Tarasov in net, even with this being a spot where, you know, maybe the Canucks just run out of gas, Man, you can't deny the numbers that it's Tarasov uh, who's struggled clearly uh, in between the pipes for Columbus, particularly on home ice. And the fact he's given up four goals to the opponent in every home start, that's tough to look past that. It's really, really tough to look past that. You know, he gives up five at home to New Jersey, four at home to Washington, four at home to Minnesota, the sixth spot given up to Seattle, excluding the empty net goal last night. So, and keep in mind, the Canucks have to stay an extra day in Buffalo. They're still in Buffalo. They were supposed to fly out of Buffalo yesterday after the game, but they're grounded right now because of the blizzard and the, and the whiteout conditions right now uh, in Buffalo. So apparently Rick Tockett was saying after the win yesterday, they're going to look to fly to Columbus. Now, it's a short flight, but look to fly out there Sunday night, you know, when things start to uh, cool down a little bit, which means and this is an early game, too. Let's not forget that. Uh, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, out on the West Coast. So if Tarasov's in net, just because of that, it's like a system play. We'll look at Canucks team total, but I like the full game over even more in this game. I could see sloppy from Vancouver even a little bit. It creeps into their game. It's been a lot of travel. You're grounded in Buffalo. You got to have an evening flight potentially today and turn around and play a very early afternoon game tomorrow. I could see puck mistakes, puck miscues, turnovers, putting your goalie in a tough spot and Columbus being able to capitalize on it. Say what you will about Columbus and their defense and goaltending remains the issue. They can score. Their offense isn't that terrible, and it's the strength of that team, if there is one. It's that they can find ways to uh, contribute offensively and produce. So uh, the over 6.5 to me is definitely in play, uh, and I'll probably still, even with the spot not being the greatest for the Canucks, look at the team total over for the Canucks if Tarasov's in net once again. What do you think here, Alex? Vancouver, Columbus. Yeah, two completely different stories depending on who's in goal for me. If it is Tarasov, right there with you, going with that team total in Vancouver, looking at the full game over, this should be an absolute slop fest. But if it's Spencer Martin in that, going up against his old team, and you mentioned that we just talked about Vancouver grinding out a tough one nothing win in Buffalo, still stuck there, having to travel tomorrow, and now, you know, how, with how much time in between before traveling and getting ready? And you're already talking about a weird start time. You're a West Coast team. You've been on the road for ages. This seems like it definitely would be a Columbus spot. And that's the reason why this is not a bigger favorite. If this was the, the beginning of this road trip, Vancouver would probably be laying 300. 
Uh, even if this was a, a week ago, they'd probably be laying about 250. But we're seeing that 220 price here because of, of the situations and circumstances. And I'm hoping that uh, Pascal Vincent doesn't drag his feet. Go to announce Spencer Martin now so I can grab this plus 180 before it turns to plus 140 when he announces it two hours before puck drop. So uh, I'm hoping to be on Columbus if it's Martin or I'll be on the full game over at Vancouver team total if it's Tarasov. That angle is definitely a potential if Spencer Martin's in net where it's against his old team, the Vancouver Canucks here, and you know he'd be amped up. And that's why I think I would think, you know, there's a chance he starts, yet every site's got, you know, expected to be Tarasov here, which is uh, odd. I'm trying to see if there's uh, something in the injury or illness department that has uh, uh, happened to uh, occur for Spencer Martin. I don't see anything. So it's kind of strange that, you know, they'd go but back, especially it, a Tarasov game they gave up six. Some of the chat saying that Brzezikas was in the starters crease today. So maybe they, you know, they might be starting to showcase him too. So we, we might see a three goalie rotation for Columbus, which in that case, I still would lean toward Columbus because of the situation. But I also would probably look at toward the over as well with Columbus if it's Brzezikas. So now we have three situations based on three goalies. I'll be doing something. It just depends on who's a goal for Columbus. So, so definitely wait yeah. and see again. And that's often what can happen because the goaltender in this sport is the quarterback in football, the point guard in basketball, the exactly. pitch starting pitcher in baseball. He's that important to the team and the success of the team. Uh, and so that's why you can pivot to a different betting stance based on who the goalie is uh, for each team. Uh, that you know that can happen. We, we, we slam the books on here often for how they handle things in the world of hockey, but credit to the books for even putting a lineup on this game. Because they could have easily said, oh, we're going to wait until Sunday night to put a number up for this particular game. That's how they used to operate before everything started kind of opening up with the, with the American books. If this was offshore, we would be waiting, waiting. We would have nothing on this game because of the fact that they're shuffling between three goals in it. So kudos to the books for actually putting a number on, on a game like this. Yeah, it's right now. Based on what I've just heard uh, about Merzlikens in the starters net at practice today, that that seems to be what it could end up being is Merzlikens in net. But again, we're going to wait and see uh, because we're all over the map guessing who it's uh, going to be. And we won't know that probably until uh, the morning of the game tomorrow. Uh, when it's all said and done. All right, this is the final game that we will break down now on this show today, and then we will have the rest of the card for Monday, Martin Luther King Day, uh, on tomorrow's show at 2 p.m. Eastern, starting with the uh, L.A. Carolina game, uh, which gets underway at 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern time uh, on Monday. So last game for this show, it's another early start affair. This one's even earlier. This San Jose-Buffalo game was supposed to be 1 p.m. Eastern. They've moved it up an hour early, noon Eastern. 9 a.m. Central, uh, or 11 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Pacific uh, on Monday. Sharks and Sabres, Buffalo minus 260, home favorites, uh, six and a half the uh, total uh, here in this game. Uh, if you're Buffalo, this sets up perfectly. You're off a loss. That's where I trust you more. Uh, we know they've been better off a loss. They can't string wins together, but they're very good off a loss. They're better, at least, off a loss. And I actually thought their effort was commendable. Uh, against Vancouver. I thought they played a very good Canucks team, even if not slightly outplayed them. Uh, and uh, the one nothing loss, they were Demcoed uh, in that game because I thought Thatcher Demko was great. The save he made on middle stat going post to post in that game was absolutely outstanding. Uh, absolutely robbed Gacy middle stat uh, in that game. Uh, San Jose, a uh, gut-wrenching loss for them against Ottawa where they actually fell behind early, came back, took the lead, and then they end up losing it right toward the end of regulation. 5-4 loss to the uh, Senators uh, in that game. Still just 1-9 in their last 10 games. Uh, it feels like, a and keep in mind how brutal this spot is and the start time is for San Jose, a West Coast team, Pacific time zone squad, uh, now playing a 9 a.m. local time game uh, on an early Monday afternoon. And can, can you imagine, too, trying to get into Buffalo right now with the storms that are going on there, flying in from Ottawa uh, after yesterday's game? So, Brutal spot for San Jose. I'm obviously not laying minus 260 with Buffalo, but just like with the uh, game I mentioned earlier with Florida, you, I'm going to look for a team total here on Buffalo. Uh, and if I can get three and a half, even if it's minus 140 or 50, you know, if I can get a, a not too expensive, an over three and a half on a Buffalo Sabres team total in this game, that's what I'm going to look at uh, here for this one. Alex, what do you think? Sharks, Sabres. Something in my gut says that this game is going to be low and slow. 
said it's a 9 a.m. internal clock time for San Jose. Uh, shout out to Sharks fans who are going to have to wake up on their day off at 9 in the morning and listen to Randy Hahn. Uh, this game feels like it could be under 6.5, and, and I'm seeing at points bet plus 115. Uh, also seeing at pro line for you Canadian bettors plus 125 to go under, plus uh, 111, another random book I've never heard of. So you can get some plus money, bigger plus money on going under 6.5, and, and I think this could be one of those games where we don't see much happen in the first period or much happen in this contest at all. We see you know Buffalo kind of skate out with a sleepy 3-1 win. I can't even imagine how many people are even going to go out and watch this game, considering that people are going to be all geared up for the uh, Bills game happening later that afternoon. So this could be a kind of quiet atmosphere, kind of a low and slow kind of contest. So I like the under here. All right, liking the under here with the uh, uh, Sharks and the uh, Sabres, oh, under six and a half. There's a potential. It, it could be one of those games. Put it this way, let's hopefully let's hope for 4-1 Buffalo or 4-2 Buffalo, something like that. Team total hits, but the full game stays under. I could I could definitely see that happening, actually. Uh, that could definitely be the case. I don't know about San Jose lighting it up. I think they'll probably end up going back to Devin Levi tomorrow. And it's Capo Kokkinen, by the way, already confirmed uh, to start in net for the uh, San Jose Sharks uh, in this game. That's, yeah, that's the scary, <laughs> scary part. Scary part with him and it under. Yeah. yeah. That's also why I like uh, Buffalo uh, here uh, as far as the uh, – uh, Buffalo, as far as the team total here uh, in this game. So, uh, again, but it depends on the number. Depends on the number. Depends on the price. Because we are talking about a minus two sixty favorite. So there's a chance, you know, that we may not get uh, the best uh, price, the best number uh, here with that team total. But it's definitely what I am looking for, uh, looking at as far as this game is concerned with the Sharks and the Sabers. All right, great stuff. So that's your Sunday games and the first four early start games on Mar- Monday, the Martin Luther King Day holiday. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern, our regular time, and we will do the rest of the Monday card, starting with L.A. and Carolina, which gets underway at 3 p.m. Eastern time. There's still uh, six more uh, games. Oh, you know what? I just I just realized that we're not done yet. We've got one more early game. My goodness, I missed this. This is 1 p.m. Eastern as well. Hold the phone. Uh, we are not done yet. Seattle Kraken, Pittsburgh Penguins is one oh, p.m. Shit. Eastern. See, yeah. I see it down in the rotation, and I, it has me fooled thinking it's later in the in yeah, the day. It's all bouncing around with the it's switch not. game. Yeah. All right, this is the last game for the one p.m. <laughs> Eastern games. Seattle Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh minus one forty-five home favorites. Uh, the total six shade to the over. This price is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, what do you? What Seattle need to do to get a little damn respect? I mean, what what a great win streak they're on. Now, we might see Drieger here because I think at, there, at some point you got to give Decord a rest, a break. You know, and I think he's closing in on one here for this Kraken team. He's played so many games in a row right now for the uh, Seattle Kraken. So, you know, will he get a break finally in between the pipes? Even if it is Drieger, this price is kind of nuts. Drieger played great, actually, and they won his one start this year, Drieger, when he came back against Calgary. Two to one, they beat the Flames, and he played great. So, I wouldn't be scared off taking Seattle, even if Decord gets a rest and Drieger starts. This will be the same for me here. It'll be Seattle uh, plus 125 and the split with the team total probably on the Kraken uh, once again. Probably that kind of split for me. Uh, Pittsburgh is just not a team I trust. Uh, gutsy effort to get that to OT last night against Carolina, but then they end up losing 3-2. Uh, we saw them lose to Vancouver. Valiant efforts against good teams, but valiant efforts alone aren't going to get you a win you got to actually finish the game and get a W, and they're not doing that right now on a consistent basis. So this will be a Seattle and team total over split for me uh, in this game, probably. Uh, and again, we don't have goalies confirmed as of yet for this game at 1 p.m. Eastern. Decord and Nadelkovic are the projections right now, uh, but neither one is confirmed at this point in time. Uh, Alex, uh, your thoughts on this one? Also 1 p.m. Eastern on Monday, Seattle-Pittsburgh. So this is a dog and draw split. I got to wait and get the draw. But uh, I grabbed Seattle plus 134 at FanDuel right now. That's, like you said, an insane price, uh, especially if you've been riding the streak right now. You have to have some of that in the pocket. But I also like the draw here, too. This could be a close kind of a game. If it is Drieger, and I keep keep in mind, I mentioned about how some teams are used to playing day games. Some teams aren't. Pittsburgh's used to playing at this early start time. Seattle, not so much. So maybe we see you know that kind of come into effect a little bit. So, Definitely taking a shot with the draw. I'm seeing uh, 333 at Caesars. I'll have to shop around and look for a FanDuel price. I'm sure it might be better. And then 134 at FanDuel for that money line. That's the best thing you're seeing right now. Grab that because that may not stick around by the time this is, you listen to this in the afternoon. You might, might be out of luck, actually. So. You know, it's funny. Uh, since Seattle's entered the league, 
Pittsburgh's yet to beat Seattle in their building. Uh, at home, Pittsburgh's 0-2 uh, against Seattle uh, in the previous two head-to-head meetings. So, yeah, Seattle's just you either back them or you, or you pass right now, uh, given the win streak and given the price. You know, who the hell wants to lay minus 145 right now against a team that's won nine in a row? I mean, it's different if Pittsburgh's plus 145 or Pittsburgh's plus 120. Then that changes the the decision-making a little bit. You're laying almost minus 150 against a team that's won nine in a row. And it's been road warriors really since they've come into existence, especially the last two years. You're laying 162 at FanDuel because you get the the great plus 134 on Seattle. So so the comeback on that, minus 162, that's crazy for for a Penguins team that you can't trust from period to period. I mean, it's amazing that Pittsburgh, I think it's because Crosby and Malkin and the the brand names of the last 15 years have been playing or 20 years have been playing on this team. And I still think because of that, you know, you get these uh, prices uh, on them that aren't justified uh, on this Penguins team. All right, great stuff. Uh, Now we are done. Uh, for this uh, <laughs> slate of games, the Sunday games and the early Monday games. Make sure you sign up, patreon.com uh, slash ice guys, just $10 per month. Uh, again, our daily sides, totals, and player props, you can find them there, patreon.com slash ice guys. Uh, bonus uh, goalie charts, totals charts. We're going to have bonus shows and videos. We've got all kinds of theme videos coming up. Like yeah. we're going to do jersey discussion videos, like stuff that does not necessarily even have to do with betting. You know, Alex and I will talk about jerseys, goal songs in the arena, uh, lots of stuff uh, coming up as far as theme videos and shows in the new year. And we will also have our first exclusive Ice Guys live betcast uh, for Patreon members later in the month of January. The day of that betcast, whenever it is, we will post the link for the betcast on the Patreon page. And that is how you will know we're having the betcast that night. So we're looking forward to that. And again, your subscription to patreon.com slash ice guys helps keep this show going for the long term so we appreciate it very much ten dollars per month sign up now patreon.com slash ice guys and of course our primary bet cast is only two days away tuesday january 16th 7 p.m eastern time uh we are looking forward to that this is open and available to everybody uh so make sure you join us for the live bet cast this tuesday January 16th, 7 p.m. Eastern time, a DM or email me or Alex for a spot on the BetCast, and we will send you the link for it before it begins. As usual, watching the games as they unfold, live bets uh, all over the place, lots of drinks all over the place uh, as well uh, on the BetCast on Tuesday night. So looking forward to that. Our first Ice Guys live BetCast of 2024 uh, coming your way Tuesday night. Uh, a couple days from now, January the 16th. And again, make sure you check out all the great merch and all the gear uh, at iceguys.myspreadshop.com, the Ice Guys store. Yeah, you got three days left to get free standard shipping. Of course, times may vary depending on where you are with the, the weather situations, but it will be free for the next three days if you order right now. It's iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Shout out to everybody who's been buying the merch. We've been seeing orders coming in left and right. We've been seeing all the cool photos on Twitter. And yeah, you get your merch Tag us on Twitter and uh, and post it, show it off, and uh, we'll make sure to retweet that for you guys. And uh, we appreciate the support. Definitely check out the Ice Guys store. That's iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Absolutely. one nothing Rangers. Let's get that Rangers team total over in the win column to uh, start the day, uh, hopefully. All right, be- um, not best bets. First, bargain bin special uh, of the night. Uh, obviously, look, the one game has already started on this Sunday, uh, Capitals-Rangers. So really, it's Red Wings-Leafs or potentially anything on Monday. The problem is anything on Monday, you know, many of the books do not have the player props up yet for the uh, Monday games. So I think for the most part, we're pretty much stuck with Red Wings-Leafs uh, as our game of choice here for Bargain Bin Special of the Night. Uh, Alex, did you find anything from that game or anything else? I didn't. I was trying to look and see maybe what the price is for Patrick Kane to score two goals. but. That, that's not that's maybe like the closest thing I can come up to with a bargain, but there's nothing I like for this game, so it's going to be a pass. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, obviously, you know, we just have the one game tonight uh, on the uh, radar uh, as far as that's concerned. So, yeah, a little bit uh, more difficult, you know, as far as uh, finding, you know, really great uh, bet uh, as far as the uh, bargain bin special uh, is concerned. Uh, let me see as far as bargain bin special uh, tonight. Uh, let me see what I'm going to roll with here in this game. You know, I, I think, but let me see what the lineup is right now. If there's going to be some, because there was some line juggling last night for Keith. I want to see what he's got here um, as far as that's concerned. And it looks like he might be giving, you know what? I'm, I like the way he's played. 
here these last couple games. He's got three points in the last four games, uh, a goal and an assist in the last three. I thought he was all over the place last night, noticeable, uh, made an impact. Let's go for the let's go to our true bargain bin here because this is a good price. Plus 550 for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Pontus Holmberg. That's what I'm going to go with here for bargain bin special. I loved his game last night. I thought he was terrific. I thought he was actually one of the best um, Toronto Maple Leaf players in that game last night. Uh, he's going to be on the third line tonight. He was noticeable. He's a big body presence. Uh, he goes to the front of the net. Uh, and I thought definitely uh, he, he could add a couple of goals last night. Uh, in that game with the effort he had. And again, he has scored a goal and an assist in the last two. He had a goal against San Jose, an assist against the Islanders. He didn't have a point last night, but man, he could add a couple of points uh, in that game. So let's go with Pontus Holmberg, plus 550 uh, for him at Batano for my bargain bin special of the night for this Sunday uh, NHL card. All right, best bets. Again, we've got one game or any actually anything from early Monday. Uh, as well, if there's something you really, really like already, we can go with one of those games as well uh, for best bet. Alex, uh, what are you rocking with here for best bet? Yeah, and I probably will be having a second best bet for the later evening tomorrow before an early Monday best bet. We're going to go with that Ducks and Panthers draw plus 450. Let's 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 go big with this one. Uh, and like I said, I think this is a spot where Florida, yes, they should put the screws to Anaheim. This is a Ducks team that has been struggling mightily. But I definitely believe that we've seen some close battles. And with this kind of an early start time, it would not shock me one bit to see us would go past 60 minutes. So give me Florida and Anaheim. Draw plus 450. That's early tomorrow. It's a, what was it, a, a 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern Star. That's my best bet for early Monday. And before we start hearing the whining and bitching and complaining and bull junk from people about making a draw a best bet uh, on the show, I do want to remind you, Alex had a best bet last night oh yeah it cashed pittsburgh carolina draw i had a best bet on friday night on this show and i made it a best bet oh yeah it cashed philadelphia minnesota a draw so let's uh shut your pie hole you know (laughs) being a best bet so there you go as far as i'm concerned uh but there you go anaheim and uh florida draw uh, for Alex B. Smith with his best bet uh, on this uh, Monday NH- uh, for the Monday slate, the early Monday Martin Luther King Day slate. Uh, my best bet now, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it over six and a half at minus one fifty at FanDuel because that is available right now. But I want to m- caution everyone that I'm gonna use that right now as my best bet. But I'm gonna wait to bet that until I can first five minutes or so in the first period look to get a better price on that. But yes, I am definitely looking at a live six and a half, but we can only give out best bets that are pregame bets right now, and I will still make that official as my best bet at the pregame odds that are available, including FanDuel, which has Detroit-Toronto over 6.5 at minus 150. So that will be my best bet by default. Red Wings-Leafs uh, over 6.5, minus 150 uh, for my best bet here for this Sunday NHL card. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button. Uh, on the way out, we appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. Uh, if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you tomorrow on Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern to break down the remaining of the Monday Martin Luther King Day NHL card right here on the Ice Guys. <laughs> Thank you.